If you're ready to finally start putting the pieces together and get a head start on your sober curious journey, you've got to get in my program, Awaken Sober Living. The secret sauce that really brings it all together is asking the right questions and then actually answering them. And then we go a little bit deeper. So if you're over the trap of trying to figure it out with moderation and stopping and starting all the time, this is the space for you to get a whole new perspective and make space for something new to come through. And that something new is more of you. There'll be a link right here in the show notes for you to go on over and get right in there. You can also just go to visit my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, and we will get going. I'll see you on the inside. I'll be there for you every step of the way. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days or ever making excuses. Now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hello, my beautiful listeners. It's Mary Wagstaff. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you are cozied up and getting excited to... Do whatever it is that you do for the holiday season. I don't really celebrate Christmas much anymore, but I do celebrate the winter solstice, which is on December 21st. So if you don't have any plans for that, I would definitely recommend looking up what that means. And it's a really beautiful time to invite what we're doing on the winter solstice is inviting the light back in. So we are here in the darkest of the dark days of the year which is a really beautiful time to take the opportunity for rest and renewal and introspection. And as the light starts to come back a little bit more and more, so we flip the clock in the Northern Hemisphere and we start to grow more light into the day, we are invited with an opportunity inside of us as part of the cycles and the rhythms of life to also see, is there a new light new inspiration, a new shift of perspective that we can also bring into our life in a new way. So if we continue to try to solve our problems or create new results in our life the same way that we were doing it in the past, the chances are if it wasn't working then, it's not going to work in the future. So we have to take these moments of these sacred pauses to really reflect on what is it that I'm really ready to shift into. And one of the things that we will talk about on the podcast today is how the way that you got in is not the same way that you get out of your relationship to alcohol or of solving the problem for al- of alcohol. But first, I wanted to tell you about something that I'm super excited about. As part of my community, our community here on the podcast and some of my followers that I have um, 
on my mailing list that I engage with on a weekly basis, I am extending an invitation of a monthly live Q&A coaching session. It will be held on the last Sunday of every month and a completely confidential Zoom webinar. Once you register for one, you will be registered and then I will just send out, it'll be the same link, but I'll just send out reminders beforehand and you'll probably get some automated reminders also from Zoom. And it will be an hour. I will bring a concept from the podcast to start to kind of teach on. And then I will be answering live questions in a coaching format that will be from the actual participants of that day. So you can bring anything about the topic or otherwise about concepts on the podcast. And it's a really, really amazing opportunity to actually go a little bit deeper from a question of your own mind. And what happens in kind of more of a group coaching session is we see that so many people have a lot of the same thoughts and the same patterns around alcohol. So even if you come and you don't ask a question, still come and let the answer of what other people are asking, see how that can really resonate with you and where you're at. And guaranteed throughout the session, there will be something that really resonates with you deeply in your own personal experience. So that link is in the show notes. And really as an added bonus to get you started with even more success on your journey for finding freedom from alcohol, I would love to invite you to schedule a private call with me where I can teach you my three-step process of how to interrupt any craving and really the process that you need to start honoring and being more present with the emotional self. We've talked a lot about that this on the podcast and what happens when we change our relationship to alcohol and the reason that we resist and avoid it is because we have all of these emotions of who we are that we haven't been experiencing at all. We've either been avoiding them or numbing them or trying to change them and to be something that they that they aren't. And the process of changing your relationship to alcohol in a way that is lasting, where you can find real freedom and feel confident and excited about it, is also finding intimacy in your personal relationship with yourself and your emotional self from a place of joy and honor and real deep reverence for the individual that you are on this planet. So please take advantage of that opportunity and I would just love to meet you and chat with you. And if you're not on my mailing list, all you have to do is go over to my website. There's um, a sign up at the bottom of the website and you can just be in the know with all of the things that are happening in real time. So if you're new to the show that is the holiday season, I wanted to invite you. There's a couple episodes that you can go back to and listen to that could really support you through this holiday season, which is 10 reasons not to drink this holiday season. There's a lot of really amazing tools and tips of how to feel really confident and awesome that you're not kind of gritting your teeth to get through this holiday season. And then also the episode about nostalgia, which is the one after that that really explains why we have this longing and this yearning to drink during seasonal shifts, especially during the holidays. There's so much sensory stimulation when it comes to the holidays that it connects us with a deeper part of our memory. 
um, that, you know, isn't what we think it is. So those are two really important episodes to listen to for this time of the year. Today, we are going to talk about what Eckhart Tolle calls the search for wholeness. And I'm just going to start the episode by reading an excerpt from his book, The Power of Now. If you're not familiar with Eckhart Tolle, I will also link him in the show notes. This book, if you are on the path of changing your relationship to alcohol and really awakening to a new way to perceive life different from being inside of a story and pain and blaming and shaming kind of the outer world, but really awakening to more of your divinity and the opportunity we have to be in the experience of life rather than the rules and labels and the shoulds. This book is pretty much the only book that you would need to really start to understand the different layers of the self. So we know that we have consciousness, and I've talked a lot about this on the show. We have the ability to think about thinking. We have the ability to witness and explain our emotions and our thoughts like we're watching a movie. So what I call that or what a lot of people call that too in a mindfulness way is the witness consciousness or the observer. I believe Eckhart calls it the watcher. So this is our ability to become present and and view ourselves almost from a remote viewing perspective, like we can shift and see ourselves sitting in real time and space and you're observing your environment with your senses without judgment. And this is so crucial to the way out of alcohol. So the way we get into alcohol is not consciously, right? The way we form a relationship with alcohol is through habitual patterning, through avoidance of emotion, um, just kind of going with the flow, right? But the way out of it, if you want to live a deprivation-free life, if you want to start to eliminate your habitual nature with alcohol and eliminate your desire to drink, you have to do it consciously. So you have to do it from a different um, dimensional perspective. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I wanted to read this because it was really kind of solidified everything I wanted to talk about today. The ego's search for wholeness. Another aspect of emotional pain that is intrinsic part of the egoic mind is a deep seated sense of lack or incompleteness of not being whole. In some people, this is consciousness and others unconscious. If it is conscious, it manifests as the unsettling and constant feeling of not being worthy or good enough. If it is unconscious, it will only be felt indirectly as an intense craving, wanting, or need. In either case, people will often enter into a compulsive pursuit of ego gratification and things to identify with in order to fill this hole they feel within. So they strive after possessions, money, success, power, recognition, or a special relationship, basically so that they can feel better about themselves, feel more complete. But even when they attain all of these things, they soon find that the whole is still there, that it is bottomless. Then they are really in trouble because they cannot delude themselves anymore. Well, they can do, but it gets more difficult. Mm. 
As long as the egoic mind is running your life, you cannot truly be at ease. You cannot be at peace or fulfilled except for brief intervals when you obtained what you wanted, when a craving has just been fulfilled. Since the ego is derived sense of self, it needs to identify with external things. It needs to be both defended and fed constantly. The most common ego identifications have to do with possessions, the work you do, social status and recognition, knowledge and education, physical appearance, special abilities, relationships, personality, and family history, belief systems, and often political, nationalistic, racial, religious, and other collective identifications. None of these are you. Do you find this frightening or is it a relief to know this? All of these things you will have to relinquish sooner or later. Perhaps you find it as yet hard to believe, and I am certainly not asking you to believe that your identity cannot be found in any of those things. You will know the truth of yourself. You will know it at the latest when you feel death approaching. Death is a stripping away of all that is not you. The secret of life is to die before you die and find there is no death. So that is pretty, you know, existential way of the normal way of which we have been brought up in this society, in this culture. We kind of have been taught to get from, you know, birth to death. There is a systematic approach and a way to do things, a striving for things that make us who we are. And so we pursue life by identifying with all of these things and alcohol becomes one of them but alcohol is also really the byproduct of all of those identifications not filling that hole the ego's search for wholeness and now Eckhart doesn't talk about death to the ego because we need the ego it is a part of our experience it is simply that we need to observe it for what it is and not attach to it that the essence of who we are is not found in identity that to create any reality that we want we need to remove all attachment from identity and continuously move towards believing into possibility before we can see it. So there's that saying that seeing is believing, but really believing is seeing. So it's kind of like this time of the year where we talk about the Christmas spirit, right? This idea of giving something that is unseen. And so much of our pain and our suffering comes because we have all of these ways in which we need to identify. We're creating problems where problems don't really exist. Problems are usually our interpretation of what happened in the past or the fear-based thoughts of an unknown future. In this moment right now, your life is happening now. So if you take a breath in and you look around you, this is life. 
your thoughts about the past are not your life and what Eckhart calls it is your life situation. So there could be things in your life situation that don't feel satisfactory to you but when you identify them as your ability to step into a present moment experience, you lose the opportunity to experience peace and happiness. And one of the questions that you can ask yourself is, in this moment, what is lacking? In this moment, this is the only moment, what is lacking? And in this moment, if you're listening to this, there is probably nothing that you need, right? So it's just this open-ended question where, I mean, nothing, right? We know that in this moment, the only thing that we can choose to find that is wrong or a problem will be generated by a thought which does not exist. So we can find a problem from our past or we can choose to be worried, fearful, fretful about the future and create a problem for that, but it actually doesn't exist. So the practice of the watcher is to simply start to see this, see the ways in which we identify the fear of changing our relationship to alcohol, what all that means, and then to realize that it is not real. It is not true. It's only happening in our brain. And those thoughts, like I talked about in the last episode, those thoughts are generating an emotion. So we identify with our pain body and the pain of our thoughts in such a way that actually, you know, we all want to be happy, but to actually decide that pain and problems are optional. And I'm not talking about immediate threat, like something's attacking you. I'm talking about the problems that we generate by the the interpretation of a situation based on our thinking. When we decide that that is optional, it can be very ungrounding for many people because they don't know how to identify with life outside of the egoic mind and that just simply means this isn't there's no positives or negatives here that just simply means that you're identifying with your thinking brain and a story that is not now and when you are constantly identifying only with your thinking brain and you don't take these sacred pauses of having the present moment experience of curiosity, compassion, understanding your emotions, a felt experience in your body, you then what, right? And then what do we do? If peace is available to you and this moment itself has no void or any hole because you're not actually identifying with the lack of something, then who am I, right? So it's kind of can be very ungrounding. But what you do is you rest. You rest in the knowing and in the experience of peace and you let that energy and this shift of perspective and these higher vibrations start to inspire you into creating that future possibility based on the abundance of the present moment that already exists. 
So if you haven't seen my five shifts video, I highly recommend it because this is the process, the essential process of getting out differently from how you got in. And the reason that so many people fail at committing to changing their relationship with alcohol is because they're trying to get out the same way they got in. They're trying to do it unconsciously, to avoid it, to ignore it, to replace it, to identify with even something new, with another way of being in the world. Right. Um, you know, I see all these Instagram stories, like people that go from sobriety to like these crazy, like, uh, fitness journey bodybuilders. And not to say that anything is wrong with that, but to be in the experience of life as it is and to be a full witness to it without judgment, without interpretation is where you need to start to start to unravel and understand how you got to where you are right now. And we've all seen it in our relationship with alcohol. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're at a pivotal time in your relationship with alcohol where it is no longer even coming close unless you drink enough to filling what feels like a void, right? There's this this feeling inside of you, this want, this yearning, this longing, and we don't know how to find it because we've only been taught to look for it outside of ourselves, to take another course, another program, even another yoga class, identify with our children or our family or buy a new car or, you know, get a new job or a new partner, all of the things outside of us. And that's all so temporary It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy pleasures of life and the external world, but you will always be striving and searching for something to fill that void because the ego only lives in time. It can only survive in time. So if you're only living attached to your thoughts and not ever experiencing the present moment conscious part of your brain and choosing to look at life from a new perspective, then you will always be in search of filling this void because of the perspective of which you're looking in. And so what I call this is just the 3D, the three-dimensional reality that we live in is the one with the rules and the labels and it's the ego identification. And we can easily shift into the fourth dimension without, without doing anything just by a shift of perspective. And the more you do that, then you can kind of stabilize in that way where things don't become problems. And this is the essence of good coaching. When you, when you come to your coach with an issue You know, the question is, why is this a problem? It's only a problem because you think it is. And, you know, you know why alcohol has caused a problem in your life. And maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it's just simply reframing it into now I am ready to dismantle this habit that is no longer serving me, right? So I just got off of a call and we were talking about instead of 
I need this. I need to be sober. I need a different lifestyle. I need, what about I want? I want to experience my life more fully. I'm ready for a change. This isn't actually going to be that hard to be me, right? I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it little by little. What are some of the beliefs and the thoughts that you already have that you can generate instead of reliving the past where there's this struggle because of this way in which you identify so strongly in so many areas of your life with alcohol. So this is the first part of it. The way in is we identify so much of our life with alcohol, our, you know, our intimacy, our connection with friends, um, how we show up with our colleagues, a good time, a party, the holidays, all of these things in are through identification of the ego. So we strip that all away, but just to notice it at first, you have to become conscious that, yeah, if I don't do this, then how do I relate? Right. But maybe you don't need to do anything else, but besides be in the present moment and be you to relate. But first you have to see it, right? You have to bring it all up to the surface and to the light. And then from there, you can start to see why. Why do you want to make this change? What are all of the positive things that actually negate all of the reasons that you think it's going to be so hard to quit drinking? So for example, alcohol is fun. What about alcohol is fun? Is that true? And when you're in the story and you're doing it unconsciously and you're just running from your thoughts and running from your feelings and running from the alcohol itself, you just believe, yeah, it's true. It's the only way I've ever had fun. But think about all of the things about alcohol and really observe it. What is really fun about it? The super intelligent conversations that you have the lowering your inhibitions, the, you know, like all of the things that come from alcohol, is it really fun? Or is that your tolerance for life for that whole becomes less? And that's really what it is. It's that there's this hole, this void, there's like that boredom that you just can't stand. So you got to erase it. The hole is still there. The alcohol simply makes it more tolerable for you. But the invitation is to practice that feeling from the place of the observer and get give yourself an opportunity to even feel that sense of what does boredom feel like? If you're just rushing from one thing to the next because you're as a culture, we're very uncomfortable being by ourselves with our thoughts, with our feelings, with our emotions. Why? Another great question to ask yourself. So you might be spending time alone and you might be drinking alone. That could be one of the ways. But getting intimate with you, your company, the depths of who you are outside of all of these things that you've identified with. Just being is the way that you get out where you can look at all of these situations and ask yourself, why is this a problem? And the reason that it's a problem 
these reasons that you drink, right? These reasons that you seemingly drink even when it's fun. Why is it a problem to not drink when there's a party, right? Why is that a problem? Because you think so. There are millions of people on the planet that happily don't drink. Some that have never drank. Some that have stopped drinking and no longer want to drink because they have so many other reasons on the other side of it that their presence with themselves is so much more fulfilling than searching outside of yourself for that whole. So take away today that the way you got in to your relationship with alcohol and the habit of alcohol, just simply that, knowing it's just a habit, it is not you, but it isn't this, the way you got in is not the same way you got get out. So you got in searching for wholeness through the external or avoiding the pain of the lack, that void of wholeness. <clears throat> but the way to get out is discovering the wholeness of who you are innately. Before you came into this world of story, before alcohol was woven into the fabric of your identity. And I talked about this on the episode of Alcohol as a Path to Spiritual Awakening, where by choosing alcohol, we are saying that there is a lack, that there is something about this moment as it is that should be different. And now you might really believe that, but the invitation is to ask yourself, is that true? And is it only my interpretation of the way in which I'm seeing this situation that is creating that lack? And if I keep focusing on the past, on regret and resentment, am I going to propel myself into a future that feels whole just by experiencing life? This idea of achievement for the recognition or the status or to say I did creates a hole and a gap even bigger. The only person that it matters to is yourself. And then when you start to create from a place of exploring and discovering who you are uniquely, then you start to create more value for others and the world. But when you do it because you should, because of the way that it looks to someone else, it will create a bigger and bigger void inside of you. And that's also our interpretation, this idea of what Eckhart talked about of worth and goodness or good enough is our interpretation of the way that we think other people are thinking about us all the time. Is that true? The only way we can know that is to ask someone. And even if it is true, do you want to live your life defined by what other people deem appropriate or acceptable. 
So as you move forward throughout your week, I want you to just simply start to notice and pay attention when your thoughts are not your own, when your thoughts are about a should or I didn't or it's not good enough or right enough. And then ask yourself, is that true? And how do I know that that's true? And if it were good enough, then how would I show up? Then would I choose to have a drink? So one of the first ways we can start to eliminate our desire for alcohol and start to change the habit is to start to change some of the triggers, which are our thinking. And I talk about this a lot. This is the process of understanding your relationship to alcohol. When you start to notice the complaining and the negative perspective, and this just isn't you, this is everyone. We do this all the time. But when you start to notice it, you catch yourself. It gets easier. You stop making problems where problems actually just don't even exist. Your life is beautiful and magical and wonderful. So if you can step into that perspective that's the reality that you live from. If you're down into the world is coming to get you and you're really codependent on your happiness being dictated by the circumstances of your life, then you're going to be in that perpetual cycle. So the first place to start is what is your thinking? And if you can reduce some of the stressful thoughts that might trigger you to drink because you want to change that state of emotion, that will be a really good first step because then it's like, well, now I don't have the excuse. So then you can see, well, the excuse isn't there. Things are actually pretty good. I'm just creating problems, maybe just so I can drink. So you have to be onto that part of the habit too. Are you just creating circumstances for yourself so that you can drink? I remember this one time, this was a couple years ago, A friend had come over to the house and had had a busy day at work and she was like, oh my God, it's been so busy. I'm definitely going to need a drink today. And it's like, you know, you don't even stop to question that. But through the process that I teach through my five shifts that my clients use again and again until it becomes their second nature, until everything that you're doing is through this framework of compassion and curiosity. You just think it's true. Yeah, it was a busy day. This day is going to need a drink. Why? What was so busy about this day that creates the need to have a drink? What if the interpretation of your day was, oh my God, I'm super excited. I got so much stuff done. I helped so many people. I feel so proud of myself. I'm going to just enjoy that, right? We're not children anymore. And children don't even need this. The rewards from life shouldn't be things. They should be the feeling themselves, the satisfaction of that, or simply sitting down, taking a couple deep breaths and reflecting on your day having a glass of water and laying down, right? So we've, part of the habit is this reward, right? So not only is the habit feeding itself with a reward, but now we, it has convinced us that we need a reward when we do a good job, right? But we 
don't need to be trained in that way because we have a prefrontal cortex so we can reflect on the good job that we did and just be proud of ourselves, right? We're not um, like dogs that need treats. We're not children that need to be bribed because they don't quite understand and have all of the cognitive development. Yes, I do bribe my child with chocolate sometimes. (laughs) Um, It's quarantine. So anyway, understanding that the way you got in is not the same way that you get out. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you will see that this is a whole new shift of perspective from the way that we have been taught to live our lives. Living with the rules and the story and the labels and the shoulds and the regret and the worry and all of that is no longer necessary and it never really was. It was how human beings figured things out. It was how we needed to survive at one point. There was more of this tribal and group mentality that really isn't as necessary anymore. We can all be individuals, decide how we want to live our lives and and really support one another from that perspective. And if we go even deeper, we know that some of these rules and restrictions were really to control the masses too. So some of the ways that we think we have to live our lives are really based on a power over model that is really, we are really evolving out of as a culture and as a human, as a human race. So if you stay in that perspective, that kind of 3D model of, you know, always needing to find fulfillment and achievement to, to find your worth, there will be more and more and more suffering because it's going to be harder and harder to find that. Plus with the cognitive overload of the internet, the news, that's just like on repeat, you there, you'll just continue to find more and more and more suffering because you're just going to be so overloaded, you're not even going to be able to hear your thoughts, your own thoughts. And then this is where the the desire for alcohol will get stronger and stronger and stronger. But the opportunity is available to you right now to simply stop and pause and take a deep breath. What do you want to believe about alcohol? How do you want to find your way out? Does it, do you want it to be hard? Or do you want it to just be a new version of your life, a new shift of perspective? You have to be willing to step into a new identity, a different, a, a different part of who you are that you've never experienced before. I think this is so fascinating. The woman you are right now, you have never known without alcohol, right? And so we change all of the time. We become more aware. We learn new things. We have new experiences, but you've never experienced the fullness of who you are without kind of being in this, this conflict, this love hate relationship with alcohol. And you don't need to decide today. So I always say taking your last sip isn't the first step. You don't need to make this hard, fast, firm decision. You just need to be willing to see a new way to try something new and ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? And what else do I have going on anyway? You're here living this life. Like, do you want it to be a repeat of the last, you know, however many years of your life? Or do you want to try something new? 
all of your options with alcohol have been exhausted. There's no new surprises coming. There's no epiphanies you're going to have. On the other side of it, though, you get to strengthen your ability to have real fun, to have real intimacy, to explore who you are, to feel your emotions in a whole new way. So you're not exiting your relationship with alcohol by avoiding it and unconsciousness and looking to fill the hole with food or TV or sex or something else. No, you're doing it from a very conscious, intentional, very loving way. I want you to scoop yourself up like you are the most precious gift to this earth and hold yourself in the highest regard with the greatest reverence Because if you don't do it for yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. And if not now, when? Right? Now is the only time. There is no magic time. So what are you waiting for? Why are you waiting to start the process? And if it's because you don't know how, I do. (laughs) I know how to do this. I know how to help people change their relationship with alcohol and live in deprivation free life and really start to live into the life of their dreams and explore what it's like to be, to just be without the pressure of problems, without the pressure of rules and labels, right? Experiencing life. So if that is something that's interesting to you is starting a process of learning a new way, I would love to invite you to have a private call with me. You will walk away with tools and just a new perspective on something to get excited about. Instead of I need to do this, I want to do this. I want to do this for me and for my future because time is the past and the future, right? So it's not guaranteed. So wanting to do this for your now, the only moment is what you need to ask yourself, what is the quality of that I want this now of my life to be? Because it's all you have. Do you want the quality of it to be on a low vibration, which alcohol is, right? Alcohol is a lower vibration. And all it is, is a habit. So you recognize the habit. You know that you want to shift into a higher vibrational realm. And so you choose to make a decision. And when we make a decision is how we change our future. There is a scheduling link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. I would love to help you with this. It is my highest honor and I'm so, so thrilled and grateful that you're here. You are wonderful. You are whole. You are holy. And there is nothing about you or your life that needs to be altered in this moment. So before we exit today, let's just take a big, deep breath together and notice the sensation of the breath moving through your body. And know in this moment, I have everything I need. I'll talk to you soon. Have an amazing day. Hey, if you are loving this podcast, you are definitely ready for the next step. 
I would love to invite you to learn my three shifts process to interrupt any craving and get you started on your journey to finding freedom from alcohol. All you need to do is click the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to schedule a private call with me. You will leave the call with the tools for success and feeling confident and excited about entering into your new phase of life. And it's completely free to you. I look forward to connecting. more and more and more suffering because it's going to be harder and harder to find that. Plus with the cognitive overload of the internet, the news, it's just like on repeat, you there, you'll just continue to find more and more and more suffering because you're just going to be so overloaded. You're not even going to be able to hear your thoughts, your own thoughts. And then this is where the the desire for alcohol will get stronger and stronger and stronger. But the opportunity is available to you right now to simply stop and pause and take a deep breath. What do you want to believe about alcohol? How do you want to find your way out? Does it, do you want it to be hard or do you want it to just be a new version of your life, a new shift of perspective? You have to be willing to step into a new identity, a different a, a different part of who you are that you've never experienced before. I think this is so fascinating. The woman you are right now, you have never known without alcohol, right? And so we change all of the time. We become more aware, we learn new things, we have new experiences, but you've never experienced the fullness of who you are without kind of being in this this conflict, this love-hate relationship with alcohol. And you don't need to decide today. So I always say taking your last sip isn't the first step. You don't need to make this hard, fast, firm decision. You just need to be willing to see a new way to try something new and ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? And what else do I have going on anyway? You're here living this life. Like, do you want it to be a repeat of the last, you know, however many years of your life? Or do you want to try something new? All of your options with alcohol have been exhausted. There's no new surprises coming. There's no epiphanies you're going to have. On the other side of it, though, you get to strengthen your ability to have real fun, to have real intimacy, to explore who you are, to feel your emotions in a whole new way. So you're not exiting 
your relationship with alcohol by avoiding it and unconsciousness and looking to fill the hole with food or TV or sex or something else. No, you're doing it from a very conscious, intentional, very loving way. I want you to scoop yourself up like you are the most precious gift to this earth and hold yourself in the highest regard with the greatest reverence because if you don't do it for yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. And if not now, when? Right? Now is the only time. There is no magic time. So what are you waiting for? Why are you waiting to start the process? And if it's because you don't know how, I do. (laughs) I know how to do this. I know how to help people change their relationship with alcohol and live in deprivation-free life and really start to live into the life of their dreams and explore what it's like to be, to just be without the pressure of problems, without the pressure of rules and labels, right? Experiencing life. So if that is something that's interesting to you is starting a process of learning a new way, I would love to invite you to have a private call with me. You will walk away with tools and just a new perspective on something to get excited about. Instead of I need to do this, I want to do this. I want to do this for me and for my future because time is the past and the future, right? So it's not guaranteed. So wanting to do this for your now, the only moment is what you need to ask yourself, what is the quality of that I want this now of my life to be? Because it's all you have. Do you want the quality of it to be on a low vibration, which alcohol is, right? Alcohol is a lower vibration. And all it is, is a habit. So you recognize the habit. You know that you want to shift into a higher vibrational realm. And so you choose to make a decision. And when we make a decision is how we change our future. There is a scheduling link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com. I would love to help you with this. It is my highest honor and I'm so, so thrilled and grateful that you're here. You are wonderful. You are whole. You are holy. And there is nothing about you or your life that needs to be altered in this moment. So before we exit today, let's just take a big, deep breath together and notice the sensation of the breath moving through your body. And know in this moment, I have everything I need. I'll talk to you soon. Have an amazing day. Hey, if you are loving this podcast, you are definitely ready for the next step. I would love to invite you to learn my three shifts process to interrupt any craving and get you started on your journey to finding freedom from alcohol. All you need to do is click the link in the show notes or on my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to schedule a private call with me. You will leave the call with the tools for success and feeling confident and excited about entering into your new phase of life. And it's completely free to you. I look forward to connecting.